0: To pay—that is the question. Whether 'tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous malware, <laughs> <laughs> or is... to take armfuls of bitcoins and by paying end them?
1: He <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Sounds like a Dalek doing Shakespeare. <laughs> just... <laughs> What's it just...
0: Smashing Security, episode 223 Dudes, Nudes, and Insurance Dudes, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluli. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, episode 223. My name's Graham Cluli. And I'm Carol Terrio. And Carol, we are joined this week by returning guest, family favourite, Maria Vamasis.
1: Hi! <laughs> and my sticky pickles, BFF. Hey! <laughs>
2: wow,
0: hey, I think up, that girlfriend? could be a record. Only 12 seconds in, and we've already got a plug for <laughs> Sticky Pickles.
2: And it wasn't me who did it this time.
1: Amazing. Great. Great. You plug your website every time you say your name. Dot com.
0: So so what's new with you, Maria, or indeed with any podcast you may happen to co-host? <laughs>
2: well, our podcast is doing amazingly, so please listen to Sticky Pickles. That's Exactly. Obviously. Uh, I am half vaccinated. My kid is back in school.
0: Top half or lower half? Which, which, which have half have you had Oh, well, you'll
2: have to guess. That's for me to know and you to find out. (laughs) Graeme, if you're getting the shot in your ass cheek, something's wrong. One can, though. You can ask for that. Oh, gosh. Can you? Just needs to go in a muscle if you have any butt muscle (laughs)
1: left. You don't tend to sit in your shoulder, you tend to sit in your ass.
0: Says you. (laughs) Can I just remind you guys that I'm editing this podcast?
2: (laughs) We're making it extra difficult for you. That was gold. You're not going to keep that banter? Exactly.
1: Uh, so why don't we move on to thanking this week's sponsor, 1Password and Duo Security. Their support help us give you this show for free. Now, coming up on today's show, Graham, what do you got?
0: I'm going to get Shakespearean on your ass. see. That's the word du jour.
2: Um, Maria, what about you? Okay. Uh, cars, inspection, and malware. Whoa. Sounds Whoa. super sexy. <laughs>
1: uh, and mine is one for the boozers out there. Bad guys are after you. All this and much more coming up on
0: this episode of Smashing Security. Now, chums, chums, after that rather tawdry beginning to the podcast, I feel like <laughs> we need to raise the tone a little bit. We need a little mm. bit of culture, maybe. Mm. Um, I'll leave the podcast. <clears throat> so I, I wonder, if maybe, you've, uh, so how about this? Hmm. To pay or not to pay? That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous malware (laughs) or to take armfuls of bitcoins and by paying end them. (laughs)
2: He <laughs> <Yes, exactly. laughs> sounds
0: like a Dalek doing Shakespeare. <laughs> just,
2: <laughs> totally. Oh, just, my. That was a journey you took us on. I just
1: got to say. <laughs> know, did you see the sci-fi set?
0: Uh, I'm sorry, Maria. I should have said it in the original Klingon, shouldn't I? on. Uh, it is, of course, a huge debate. Should we pay ransom demands or not if we're hit by a ransomware? It's a struggle that many companies have. Paying a ransom can get you out of a sticky pickle for sure. But um, <laughs> if you're – oh, even I'm doing it now.
2: If, oh, I love it.
0: <laughs> no, because, because It can work, right, because if your extortionists keep their word – You'll get a decryption key to recover your data and your files, unlock your computers, and Mm. hopefully they're not release your stolen data to the wider world. Um,
2: Well, rely on the honour of thieves, right? Yeah, sure, they'll keep their
0: word. But but they're running a business, aren't they? It would be bad for their brand (laughs) as criminals if they didn't keep their word because they want to extort more money out of more people. It's simply good business for them.
1: It's so interesting, that concept, right? That they are going to follow good business practices, mm. but they're an illegal company that just basically, you know, ransack you
0: and then steal Politely. from you. Politely.
1: Politely. And with- <laughs> thank you very much for your payment. <laughs> Please rate us.
0: <laughs> Some ransomware gangs offer better customer service and support than legitimate companies. They will give you advice on how to better secure your business in the future. They just did that with Fatface.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, it's
0: a UK retailer who just paid up a ransom.
2: Well, they probably get better paid uh, consultants there right.
0: on the, on the legal side. But of course, by paying, you're sending out a clear message to other criminals that you're prepared to pay ransoms. You know, that's kind of useful to know, isn't it? If you're a an extortionist it sends out a message that cybercrime does pay and encourages others to enter the world of extortion so there's more criminals jumping into the ring thinking oh this seems like a pretty good thing to get involved with
1: so what's missing why is this happening
2: why is ransomware happening yeah do you think i'm I'm not saying (laughs) it makes money no yeah it makes money because end of podcast do you think
1: do you think it makes money because of lack of legislation surely surely that's the problem
0: it makes money because people pay it and the criminals don't get caught. You know, it's yeah. really simple. There's only two things which could change this is if nobody ever paid a ransom or if all the criminals were caught. And mm-hmm. neither of those are terribly likely to happen, are they?
2: No. I don't think legislation's going to make criminals think
0: uh, twice about what they're doing. So it continues. Ransomware demands can be pretty high, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cost of not paying can be devastating as well. And so I think some companies are paying because they think, well, we don't really want to pay, but it would be worse if we didn't. If you didn't pay, you can hold it up your head and say, oh, we're proud of our decision and, you know. But, but what happens to your company? Can it survive? The cost may be higher than the ransom being demanded. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to your staff, your business partners, your suppliers? What impact might it have on them as well as your organisation? And what's to say you won't be hit by ransomware again and again and again? And have you yep. learnt the lesson from the past? So some… Some do weather the storm. Uh, notably, Norsk Hydro in 2019, they were hit by ransomware. Their profits plummeted 82%. For how long? Well, yeah, exactly. for a while. <laughs> but they well. weren't able to do any business. They basically shut down much of their business while they were dealing with it because it was a huge problem. They refused to pay the ransom demand, which would have cost it a lot less than the £45 million pounds the attack eventually cost them. Now, inevitably, with the rapid rise of ransomware, others, as I say, they've seen the opportunity to make a quick buck, including insurance firms.
1: mm mm-hmm. huh. We've talked about this.
2: Yeah.
0: It's now not uncommon for companies to not just have cyber insurance, but specific coverage for ransomware attacks to cover the cost of a ransom should one be demanded. And the British Association of Insurers... They say that paying the ransom is the cheapest and most effective option for companies. Well, they would say that, wouldn't huh, they?
2: okay, yeah, because, yeah,
0: they got to cut. Yep. The but insurers say that. The insurers say that. They say paying the ransom is cheaper and more effective for companies than anything else. They still think you should try and prevent it, but they think it's probably the sensible thing financially. Wow, that, that's mind-blowing. Well, some people do agree that it's mind-blowing. For instance, Kieran Martin is the former head of the UK's National Cybercrime Centre. He's now a professor at Oxford University just down the road. He says that insurers are, quote, funding organised crime by accepting ransomware claims. He says the insurers are doing that. Mm -hmm. Of course, the insurers are paying out. Marcus Willett, who is now at the International Institute for Strategic Studies but used to be a bigwig at GCHQ, uh, the u k uh, snooping outpost um, okay. he has argued in a recently published article that payments fund criminal organizations and only make ransomware attacks more likely yes and he says that what is needed is new laws which establish disincentives to pay ransoms right? oh so legislation
2: so Interesting. D- d- legislation to punish businesses <laughs> who pay oh. He he's Oh jeez.
0: And I think what he's actually saying is that the insurers shouldn't be able to offer ransomware insurance because it's currently too convenient for companies to use their insurance to pay up.
1: Okay, mm. here, let me give you an example here, right? right? Let's assume that ransomware is like Mary Jane, which I know is legal in many places, but it's not legal <laughs> in the UK right Jazz
0: now, cigarettes, right? you mean. Yeah, jazz yeah, yeah. Cigarettes. Jazz cigarettes, yes, yes. Right, right, yes. Okay,
1: right? So if I pay money to buy a <laughs> bunch of jazz cigarettes, an illegal substance.
2: Why would you do such a thing? I
1: <laughs> am at risk of being arrested. I am breaking the law. right. So why is it not the same for, if you get ransomware, Yeah, I'm not saying it's your fault that you get ransomware, but you get ransomware Mm -hmm. and you're, you're kind of fucked and Mm -hmm. you're going to go fund an illegal operation in order to justify business proceedings. Mm
2: -hmm. It makes me think of, you know, the, the, the old mafia movie stereotype, I'm sure based in some reality of, uh, you know, the guy showing up at your business, Going, you know, we provide protection on this yes. street, and you got to pay up. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to make life very difficult for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm imagining the grocer turning around to <laughs> their landlord, going, "I need," or their their insurance company, going, "Can I have money to pay the mafia protection, <laughs> please?" Uh, I mean, did that ever happen? Maybe it did. Maybe some listeners like actually that was totally a totally thing that happened. I don't know. did
0: don't know. So Marcus Willett is saying that new laws are needed to establish disincentives to pay ransoms, and I was wondering, can you think of any disincentives that could be put in place?: uh, Yeah, like you get fined a fuck ton,
2: more so than just what the ransomware is asking.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe that just get added on to the insurance, though, would it you know, it could just be increased, couldn't it, to cover the fine as well? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think some co- some companies, if they've got deep enough pockets, will say, well, cost of doing business. <sighs> of course, the little guys will get screwed.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I've thought of some disincentives. I've tried to work out, you know, if the government were to have followed the advice of these former bigwigs involved in the UK's cybersecurity, well, how could they do that? So companies yeah. are paying ransoms because they think it's quicker and cheaper than the alternative of not paying ransoms, right?
2: And in some cases it is, yeah.
0: So maybe… We need to make it more expensive to pay the ransom. Maybe the government should introduce a ransomware tax, (laughs) just as it has on taxes on tobacco or vehicle fuel. So, yes, you can pay your ransom, but you've also got to pay money to the government when you make that payment.
1: So you what, You pay the mafia, you pay the Carole, mafia
0: and then th- pay the government.
2: Yeah, Carole, that, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> this could get us out of lockdown. Oh this could get us out of you all know, Brexit it's, mess. It's a, we it's, could collect it's, money from the ransomware. It's bit.
1: incredible to me. It's incredible to me that you are not a lead policymaker. <laughs>
0: it is to me too.
2: Wow. Just, I'm in awe of that suggestion,
0: Graham. I thought all <laughs> that money ends up in a big pot, Right which could then be divvied out to the ransomware gangs themselves as protection money, saying, hey, hey, leave the UK alone, and we'll keep (laughs) this coming to you. Go and hit some other countries instead.
2: Oh, yeah, the internet totally works that way. Yeah, Yeah, I've got a much better
1: one. (laughs) You get caught paying a ransom. You and everyone that works for you has to wear clown shoes for an entire month.
0: That is pretty good. (laughs) Right? Because it'll be irritating, and, you know. <laughs> oh, what what if you were forced to change your corporate logo to show that you'd caved in? Yeah. What, ima- imagine a fat face with a giant oh. clucking chicken on the front of their store. <laughs> <Just> go, <laughs> oh, 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 we paid. That'd be pretty bad for the brand, wouldn't it? You just had to do that.
2: Uh, you have no sympathy for these guys. I am I feel really bad for these folks that have to pay the ransomware. Oh. In a lot of cases, they really feel like they have no choice.
0: Oh. Spoken like a real mum. Uh,
2: no, I just feel... Well, <laughs> A heart. <laughs> I feel really bad for the smaller companies. The yes. bigger ones, a uh, little less sympathy. But, you know, s- shit can happen to anybody. But for yeah. all yeah, these the smaller mom and pop dinky shops, guys,
1: Mom and pop shops that get, get 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 stung by this stuff and get hit hard and maybe have to close their business as a result suck. It, it sucks, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because every day that they're not doing business, they're hemorrhaging all that money. Yep. And, you know, how, how long do they have before yeah. it becomes a, we do one or the other, we either way.
1: Yeah, so. but if the equivalent of Ashley Madison got, got hit by ransomware. Eh,
2: I mean, okay. I, if I was working for them, maybe I wouldn't feel that way. <laughs> yeah, I... There, but for the grace of God, go we. I mean... I, right. I, yeah, uh, this, this whole situation just
0: sucks. <laughs> so in in his article, Marcus... By the way, his article, you, you can't read it in a web browser. You have to download a PDF in order Boo. to read his article, oh, which I have no. to say... When I thought why? I was being socially engineered, into I thought this is going to hit me. I don't know, but anyway, okay. I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes, and people can decide if they want to download it themselves or not. But he does make some good points about the need to take security more seriously, security awareness, better measures against phishing. You know, keep on top of patching and protection and all those sort of things. But what he hasn't done is explain how he's going to disincentivize or de the pain of ransoms. Because it feels to me that a hard... Oh, yeah, it's
1: super easy, Graham, as as I think we've discovered during the length of your show. Yeah,
0: but I think we need to, you know, before you say, oh, this is what we should do, but not actually give any methods of... At least I came up with a couple of methods, Crow, and you came up with clown (laughs) clown shoes. Um, I think think I said... legislation I think
1: think at minute three I said legislation, but anyway. Yes, yes. well, well, well done. The idea of
2: just punishing people that are stuck paying
0: ransomware just uh, feels just mean. Really? I mean, we're... And how does it work multinationally anyway? Because everyone would have to agree, this is what we're going to do. So no one will ever pay. Yeah. So okay. What about
1: what about if you had a standard? Right. So if people meet Mm. a a specific standard for their website or for their company in terms of security, which is, I guess, you know, if you're meeting certain, uh, like, uh, what are they called? What is it called?
0: you mean like cybersecurity essentials? Yeah, yeah,
1: compliance, compliance, right? So if you're, yeah, if you're that's compliant, going so well
0: so far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but if you yeah. meet compliance, right? If you meet a compliance, uh-huh. government government stipulated compliance, and you're like, check, 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 and we've got the yeah. line seat of approval of this. Then you get stuck by ransomware. Maybe you're given a, a pass because that situation oh. <laughs> might have been…
2: Oh, God. The bar See, is so
0: low to oh pass these things. Oh, my God,
2: yeah.
1: They're not. You guys, I've read these things. They're pretty intense.
2: You don't think people fudge that stuff so much and just go oh, by the well, absolute bare minimum to yeah. get the If box, they fudge,
1: if they fudge, fudge, they do not get – but same as insurance, right? You fudge your insurance. You fudge your health insurance. Good luck getting a payout.
0: The irony is now that we saw a company – we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago – CNA Hardy. So mm-hmm. some of these cyber insurance companies are themselves getting hacked. So that the hackers can identify who's got insurance. Oh
2: my god! Of course they are. They yeah, hack of course. those
0: customers, and then they hack the insurance company and hit them with ransomware as well. So
2: yeah. the solution is to just disconnect your company entirely from the internet. Yes, that's really. That's the only way. Exactly. Yeah, just exactly. get off the internet completely. Go back to like the little paper. Yeah. for if credit anyone, cards and if yeah, anyone wants a
1: CD ROM of this episode, just let us know. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> we only do paper copies now. This is actually transcribed. We'll fax it to
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Maria, over to you. What have you got for us?
2: Well, my story is actually kind of potentially ransomware related. Ooh. But let me let me take you to the first to the glamorous world of car inspections. So, <laughs> <laughs> whoa! words I never thought I'd hear together. Yeah, it's a segue, right? Um, So I'm going to just explain like you're five years old, what a car inspection is, because I don't know how you- globally this is known. And I know we have listeners in all corners of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you so-,
0: so much, Maria. I really appreciate this.
2: <laughs> yeah, like at least one corner, right? Um, <laughs> So at least here in the States, we have to do maybe every two years or at least here in Massachusetts every year a car inspection to make sure your car is roadworthy, safe to drive, and not emitting terrible extra levels of pollution from the tailpipe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So here in the States, it varies from state to state, but generally you get a little sticker on your car's windshield with a month on it saying that's the month you have to get your car inspected. And uh, the color changes every year. And the cops love to pull people over whose car inspection has lapsed. Uh, and uh, you get slapped with like a moving violation and your insurance rates go up if you don't get your car inspected. So you got to do it. And uh, it costs a little bit of money. Money, but it's it's an important part of owning a vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> except here in eight states in the United States, including the one I'm in, Massachusetts, car inspections have not been happening since uh, about March 30th. Um, because of the Rona, I'm guessing. Not because of the Rona. No, it's because of malware. <laughs> oh. So uh, here in Mass, they're still not expected to resume until at April 17th at the earliest. And so that's over two weeks of no car inspections happening. And so that's about 15,000 cars a day in this state alone that aren't getting inspected. Hmm. Um, and these inspections happen at generally tiny little mom and pop auto shops mm-hmm. uh, that really depend on the income that these uh, inspections bring in because it's, it's like a flat fee in, in the Auto shops get the bulk of it, so there's a company in Wisconsin called A Plus, and they run an emissions technology business, and they are the vendor that these eight states officially use and are contracted to to do the emissions test. So they hook up a pipe to a computer to the car's tailpipe, and A Plus's technology basically goes this car is clean or it's not clean so mm-hmm. your car cannot pass inspection without that test so a plus got hit with some kind of malware and they're not okay. telling us what um but because this malware attack of
0: undisclosed nature it was, was ransomware wasn't it let's be honest it, it was almost certainly ransomware. almost certainly ransomware <laughs> yes because
2: it's so gnarly Uh, that all of these inspections across all these states have shut down. And again, as of right now, two weeks later, they're still not happening. That's like eight states. That's not... That's not. In, that's like twenty percent of the states, almost. And these are also <laughs> yeah. big states. This is like Massachusetts, yeah. New York, Texas.
0: Oh, these are states which people live in, as opposed to some of your American states. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: not. It's not just right. like Wyoming right. and North Dakota. It's like the, it states th- with lots of people I and lots of group, cars. Thought it
1: was a state of mind for a second. Oh my <laughs> <God>.
2: Okay. <laughs> so the A plus basically said they got hit with some kind of malware attack, and they found out about it on March thirtieth of this year. So right, right at that month changeover. Uh-huh. So whoever hit them was was clever about the timing. We know that the attackers may have been able to steal bank account and other sensitive financial data, not from the car owners, but from the tiny mom and pop auto shops. So, yeah. So basically, A-plus, as a vendor that helps with the emissions uh, testing, they get a tiny cut of every single inspection done. And it sounds like they get paid directly by ACH through the auto shops business checking accounts. So it sounds like the breach was able to potentially pull the actual banking checking account information from Ugh. every single one of these mom and pop shops.
0: Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. You no, know, I do know someone who runs a little garage in America because I used to watch the Dukes of Hazard and Kuta. <laughs> who, okay, that that wonderfully sensitive show. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow. Kuta,
0: Kuta used to, he used the to the very off.
2: appropriate Daisy Duke and oh, uh, yes. Roscoe Coatrain. Yeah, Pisco I know train. him. He lives down the street. No, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. We all know everybody.
1: <laughs> Did you always dream to be, of uh, being the big boss, Graham? Is that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> boss hog. Boss hog.
0: <laughs> I was more like Roscoe <laughs> Train. That's who I want to be. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah,
1: yeah, really.
0: yeah. He was cool. He was cool
2: um so what was the point you were trying to get to about no well i I was just saying
0: (laughs) because you've you've, you've, this whole image of tiny mom and pop little auto you know it's not like big businesses necessarily who are going to be hugely impacted through no fault of their own cybersecurity. correct Correct. Or of kuta
2: don't get me wrong there are definitely bigger auto places or like you know car dealers that are also affected but i mean I, i live near a lot of places that are just like they're tiny and the inspections really are the vast majority of their business yes. so not being able to do these for more than 2 weeks now is it's yeah. in the pandemic still is killing them yeah. so i'm sure as you could imagine the the fix is on and it's rather urgent so what does it look like to fix a security problem with a car emissions tester was the question that I had. Oh, oh, I can answer that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Do you A a quick rollout over, you know, the cloud. What do you think it looks like? no idea. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. I was really, really excited about for you to tell me what it looked like. Um, So apparently it requires shipping uh, USB sticks with the software to nearly 2000 auto shops in this state alone what? and then walking each and every one of the auto shops over the phone through the reimaging and rebooting Ooh. process for these industrial <gasps> machines oh
1: my god this is like the iot nightmare this yeah. is it people <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they won't necessarily be that tech savvy will they because yeah, it's of just like they always use the computer in one particular way so they're booting up windows windows 95 right. if yeah. they
2: have yeah. a computer yeah <laughs> I mean, there's a place that I take my car to that's right down the block from me. It's like this old Armenian family. They speak a little English, and I love them. And <laughs> yeah. there is not a single computer in their entire right. building except for this tailpipe thing. Uh, I mean, it's this place is like going back in time 50 years. I love it. And I'm just trying to imagine them walking through this <laughs> process. You better go over there and help them. I don't speak Armenian.
0: <laughs> well, Maria, if you really liked them, you'd learn how to speak Armenian. Right? Uh, that's yes. true. That's, that was my dad's
2: argument for learning Greek. It's, this sounds very familiar.
0: Grow. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what we got for us this week.
1: Um. So we're hitting the boozer, kids. Has your alcohol consumption gone up at all during this pandemic?
0: I have started to drink tea.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm suspecting actually from this little group of three, it's going to just be me.
2: huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, I, I actually kind of stopped uh, drinking alcohol Interesting. entirely. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: so but but I know I know in this little crew I'm alone, right? I get it. But in the mm. uh, broader crew of the world, I am not. I know that.
2: That's true. That's true. So you keep
0: telling yourself, yeah. You're not alone, getting
1: sloshed. Well, okay, so I thought I'd go check this out, right? Because okay. I heard a number of people telling me just colloquially, oh, yeah, I'm drinking way more, or something mm-hmm. like this, or worrying mm-hmm. about their drinking. So first off, I went to Statista, and they said the impact of COVID-19 on alcohol consumption in the UK 2020, right? So they said almost half of the consumers surveyed in the UK said their alcohol consumption habits were not affected.
0: Yeah, because the ones who were pissed couldn't fill out the form. They couldn't <laughs> fill out the survey. <laughs> right? Ridiculous survey.
1: Almost 20% up there drinking, okay, according to – and while well, 30% are drinking less or stopped completely, okay? You have to understand, this is research on, based on what people say they do, yes. not necessarily what they actually do. That's true. So, I thought, why not go check out the sales, right? Mm-hmm. So, Nielsen is a big researcher in the domain de booze. And they reported a 54% increase in UK sales of alcohol in uh, for the week ending March 21, 2020. Compared to a year before, it was an online sales increase of 262%.
0: Okay. Can, can I be nerdy for a second? Yep. I have heard some people, I, in fact, I know of at least one person who has been buying alcohol in order to sanitize their post when it arrives. And they've been spraying their parcels.
2: With, like, Pinot Grigio?
0: Because because (laughs) they've been worried.
1: So interesting. You've just said that. Really? Yes. Ah. Yeah, tell me. Go on.
0: They believed that it would help protect them from COVID-19, and they also. Oh, yeah. I think they got some special lights. Was it infrared or something? UV lights. UV lights. Absolutely Mm -hmm. right. It was UV lights, although a lot which you buy online claim to be effective but actually don't emit the right level of UV. Right. They're or just sort of like
2: they're just sort of black yes. lights.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so interesting, because when I saw the two hundred and sixty two rise on the first mm. week of March twenty twenty, I was like, oh my God, people were panic buying, right? They were worried mm. booze would run out. They didn't know how they'd cope. So <laughs> they bought like fifteen cases instead of their normal whatever, whatever. Mm. But apparently there was a rumor that started saying alcohol would protect against COVID. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I remember that. And so yeah, so in fact in April last year the the Who, the World Health Organization warned that alcohol use during the pandemic may potentially exacerbate health concerns and risk-taking behaviors. So a quote from the release says, fear and misinformation have generated a dangerous myth that the consuming high-strength alcohol can kill
0: the COVID-19 virus. Oh, these were people who were actually trying to pickle themselves, pickle their
2: bloodstream. <laughs>
1: That's yes. a to prevent- <laughs> pickle.
2: To prevent the infection.
0: Oh, not another pickle.
1: <laughs> you see, it's such a good name.
2: We need a bell every time we, we say
1: it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
2: so, um, so okay, so
1: why am I talking about Lushes on a technology podcast? Yes, Why? Because with the booze-at-home market glowing with a new, renewed financial resiliency, thanks to the pandemic, the drinking realm has seemed to have piqued the interest of scammers. So according to Recorded Future and Area One Security, they did some research. They saw a rise in Zoom-related booze-based communions, if you will, right? Like, so wine. (laughs) Sorry?
2: Wine. Wine and communion, yeah. Uh, yes. Zoom
1: related booze based communions <laughs> <laughs> on Sundays specifically, or yeah, It's it religious <laughs> communion, well, communion communi- well, no, like you commune with people, you know, like you get together, right? Like, okay, a, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. So, wine tastings, dates, catch up with old friends, right? People, you know, go okay. and grab the old bottle of uh, of whatever, of chablis <laughs> or chardonnay and have of a little the, laugh,
2: the body and blood in Christ, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, exactly okay no i get it my god i'm so slow you did <laughs> oh, yes oh my god oh, i was so focused on my story i missed the joke i'm sorry man. oh my
2: god okay wow so
1: recorded future noted a super significant increase in the number of new wine themed domains being registered at the start of april 2020 and it's continued through at least to march 2021 right. just okay. that just passed Mm-hmm. So, they looked for these types of words, like uh, domain registrations containing one or more of the following, right? So, wine, vino, champagne, Bordeaux, Burgundy, uh, Merlot, Cabernet, Sauvignon, and Pinot. And like, I'm reading this list, I'm like, they forgot a few. Like, what about plonk, gut rock, juice, you know? <laughs> But but then the next paragraph they said, Oh no no, we intentionally left out certain terms to avoid false positives. Right. So I yeah. suppose juice and gut rod would be difficult
2: to parse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> burgundy could be ron burgundy as well. There's a few of those which yeah.
1: <laughs> That's right. Okay. So so um what do these guys see? So Back in March 2020, right, the wine-themed domain registrations, these are people that are registering domains to kind of basically pretend or, you know, just or, or legitimately to sell wine or to be in that industry market. So they'd see like three to 4,000 new wine-themed domains being registered Crikey. every month. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Now, in March 2020, it climbed up to 5,500. Okay, mm-hmm. that's quite a big climb. Then in April, went up to, to 7,200. In May, 12,400. So it kind of screamed up. So that's three wow. times what it was
0: at the beginning of March. And the reason why they're grabbing these, well, is it because people are buying wine online and they're hoping that...
1: Yeah, people aren't going to boozers right. anymore. They're not going to pubs to have a drink, right? So there's a decline in alcohol being sold in that market because mm-hmm. pubs aren't buying.
2: Right. Online shopping. yeah, Exactly. People are buying it at home.
1: And so they are getting targeted with maybe malvertising, phishing. So what they found from their uh, from their tests is uh, at its peak, seven percent of the total wine domains that were being uh, tracked were malicious. So that's almost one in ten. Okay, Mm -hmm. right? Are we thinking, oh, who cares?
0: (sighs) I think that's pretty well, big because as a wine drinker, I would worry. And I would think things. if you're a little bit sozzled, then you may be less careful about the website which you end up on, right? I don't know if people tend to buy booze when they're when they're a little tipsy. Is that what happens? Some people are permanently tipsy, carol aren't they?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm sort of chewing on this one a little bit because the, the times that I did buy some alcohol over the course of the last year – uh, it was from my local liquor store that I know well that does deliver. I mean, I was never going, I mean, I'm just thinking through me. I, I wasn't going through like a brewery. But what if you got an email from said place saying, hey,
1: we've got a special deal. And then you click on the link and you end up on a on a fishing site that looks exactly the same as your local site. So a lot of people were buying things online. Certainly in the UK, online purchasing um was huge. I don't know if you guys can buy alcohol online in the States. Uh, It
2: it varies from state to state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really varies.
1: I reached out to uh, the senior security analyst behind this research, Alan Liska, mm-hmm. who did that this morning. And I was kind of saying, look, because the research is really good. And the piece is really well written. So I recommend you guys go read it. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I had a little chat with him. And I asked him what surprised him in it. And he said it was the staying power of these new domains. Because often in these kind of situations, domains kind of come and go really quickly if they're, yes. if they're if they're spoofing. And these ones are just kind of sticking around. Huh. So that's kind of interesting. Um, and it, uh, you know, maybe few people are looking at it as a potential fish, fishing vector. It's the first time I've ever heard of it. So
2: yeah, that maybe that's why I'm sort of like, stumped by this one. Because I'm just like, it's just not, it's not what I would expect. But maybe that's what makes it so work so well.
1: Yeah, because he has said, well, what's the growth about? Is that because they're really making a ton of cash? Or is that because they're just following suit? And He said he couldn't say for sure, but he said like, <laughs> malicious actors are not always that smart. <laughs> no, so fair. sometimes one gets a good
2: idea. And then all the others follow the suit. You know, I mean, registering domain names in bulk is not exactly
0: expensive. So. Had they seen yeah. similar behavior in regards to toilet paper?
1: Oh, I didn't ask him that one. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that, I'd.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'd be very so curious to hear that.
1: The takeaway here is I know that there are going to be a few of you out there that are drinkers, unlike my two fellow wonderful mates here.
2: I drink. I just didn't I didn't up my consumption. Yeah, just to be clear. There's no judgment. I, I'm jealous. I do actually.
0: drink. I just don't swallow any of it. Yeah.
2: There you go. <laughs> oh, nice. You just spit it across the
1: room. Nice.
0: Like a connoisseur.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But to my fellow Lushes out there, don't be duped by an unexpected communique offering you a great deal on wine or vino, right? Because uh, do like Maria. Go to your local shop, right? Be embarrassed. (laughs) I'm here again. (laughs) Hi, it's me, Frank. (laughs) Um, If you want to learn more, there's a load of links in the show notes for you, um, including the research done by Recorder Future and Area 1 Security. Um, Oh, yeah. You know what? Alaniska said something else super important. He said he loved the show. Oh. And he also said that I was definitely his number one favorite.
0: Oh well, obviously. Yeah, did you? You asked him, didn't you?
1: you oh. Asked him. Okay, I'm lying about one of these things. I'm lying about one of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: He
2: hates the show, but he loves curl. Gotcha. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Using a password manager like 1Password can help increase productivity and save you money. How does it do that? Well, a password generator tool creates strong unique passwords that are saved and filled in automatically. Features like Watchtower alert you to any issues with your employees' accounts, giving you oversight and more security control. And you can get notified immediately when a breach occurs with domain breach reports. Find out more. Check out OnePassword for yourself at onepassword.com. And thanks to OnePassword for supporting the show.
1: Protect your workforce with simple, powerful access security from Duo, powered by Cisco. The rapid expansion of remote working has presented challenges for all of us. At Duo Security, it's their mission to make application access more secure for organizations of all sizes. It's modern access security is designed to safeguard all users, devices and applications so you can stay focused on what you do best. So, want to proactively reduce the risk of a data breach, verify users' identities, gain visibility into every device, and enforce policies to secure access to every single application? Thought you would. Why not give your organization the peace of mind that only complete device visibility can bring? Visit duo.com to sign up for a 30-day trial. That's duo.com. I mean, how easy is that to remember?
0: And welcome back. And you join us on our favourite part of the show—the part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something they like. Could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. Whatever they wish. It doesn't have to be security-related necessarily. I hope it's not. Well, Please. my Pick of the Week this week is not security-related. Um. As many of you will know from recent picks of the week over the last year, (laughs) I have chosen many computer games trying to keep my son entertained, and me as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of computer games which we play and video games, I'm rather rubbish at, so I quite like to sort of locate myself on the sofa and oversee and occasionally chip in with advice. And that doesn't work with the likes of Fortnite and games (laughs) like that, but it, it it does work remarkably well. With the old point and click adventure games.
2: Oh, those are great. Yeah. I love
0: adventure games. Yep. And I think it's good for the kids as well. They get to read and, you know, they get to use their brain a bit and think about what's going on with characters and listen and pay attention. Some of them are
2: stupendously hard, too. Some -hmm. of them are
0: very tricky. Some of them are a bit buggy. Yeah. um, (laughs) And
2: and or, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you have to go onto the internet. And think,
2: oh, I know what to do. It just doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah, yes. same. Um, yep.
0: <laughs> I have been playing a game called The Raven Remastered, hmm. which first mm-hmm. came out a few years ago. It's London. It's 1964, and an ancient ruby has been stolen from the British Museum. All that's left at the crime scene is a raven feather. Could the raven have come back from the grave? He was killed years before. Has he returned or is someone else posing as the legendary Master Thief? Hmm. And on <laughs> that, that, your investigation, <laughs> you, will your, you will find yourself you will find yourself on the Orient Express going Ooh. through the Swiss Alps. You'll find yourself in uh, in Venice and you will find yourself on a cruise ship going to Cairo. Wow. What
1: are The graphics like is it like m- the graphics are great. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah, it's not Like compared to Zelda. Which one?
0: yeah good thank you thank you that's shutter up i don't know
1: i don't know i don't know game nerd Anyway,
0: (laughs) the graphics are great the voice acting is terrific as well but what i really liked are the twists and turns in the plot because at one point i thought oh we've nearly finished this game (laughs) oh no we had not and, then, and you were
1: happy about that I, or were you like, Oh god, I was very happy. Hours. I was
0: okay. I was very happy that it was so inspired by sort of Agatha Christie. In fact, there yeah. was a character in the game. Of the main lead character is clearly a ripoff of Poirot.
2: I, I I was wondering if that was just my imagination with the upturned <laughs> mustache thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and, and there's also a character who writes murder mysteries—an elderly lady who's observing everybody. Who's clearly based on Christie as well. Super it, subtle. Yes. But it's inspired by <laughs> Death on the Nile and Orient Express, and it's it's really good fun. Um, it is available on the PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Mac, and we have been playing it on the Nintendo Switch and. The Raven Remastered gets the thumbs up from me, which is why it's my pick of the week. What's your, what's your son think? He's loving it. He's really enjoying it. Okay. We, we well, I, got, I, trust, I trust him more than I trust you. We, so. ha, we haven't quite finished it yet, um, but we're probably about, I think we're over two-thirds of the way through. But, the, yeah, it's, it's some real good twists in the tale. It's It's clever. It's a clever game. Well, for you. Yeah, it's all relative, Graham. Oh, for sake. Maria, what's your pick of the week? <laughs> That's rude.
2: Okay, so my Pick of the Week is a show that is not new, but it is still ongoing. And I searched the Smashing Security archives because I could not believe nobody's recommended this before. So may I be the first person to announce for Pick of the Week, Westworld. Have you heard of it?
0: The TV show, not the movie with your Brunner. <laughs>
2: the TV <laughs> the whenever. TV show. The TV show. Yeah, I know, I know that's based on
0: a book and there's been other things. Yep. I heard it's a bit sexy. I've never seen it. Is it sexy? Because that could is, get me. Is it watching like it.
1: Firefly?
0: No. Oh God, no. Um, okay. It's like it's like cowboys and robots, isn't it?
2: Caveat that I've only seen season one and I know that it changes a lot in the subsequent oh. seasons. Um but the the Wild West part is just a part of it. The larger, broader story is way bigger than that, and it's not in the Wild West. Uh, it is it is very much about the nature of what it means to be a conscious living being, and it involves robots. And it is super, super fascinating. A lot of moral quandaries, the nature of creation. Um, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean when our human creations, like robots, start to become self-aware? What kind of rights does that confer? I'm, I love this stuff. Um, in terms of, is it sexy? I mean, yeah. Uh, the robots themselves, when they are not... Um, Spoiler alert, at the Wild West themed theme park that they're employed in. Um, mm. Not employed, enslaved in, really. Uh, <laughs> um, when they're not there, they're, they walk around totally naked. So you will see uh, just like oh for good. penises. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> so that, it, it is what separates them from their human keepers, is that the human keepers are always like fully closed. And you'll just see the robots just sitting around naked and talking about stuff that happened to them.
1: Yeah, I just wonder if they bi- they bypass the Garden of Eden. Is that like the is that the story thread? So they they're well un- they're unshamed.
2: <laughs> my argument would be that the entire first season is about them trying to escape the Garden of Eden. Ooh. This like theme park that they're in is basically the walled Garden. Yeah, and uh, there's like an Adam and Eve robot pair, and uh, it's 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 the religious overtones with like reincarnation and the nature of suffering and Adam and Eve and Genesis and all stuff is very overt. So I'm not like being super deep about this. I think most people with a passing knowledge of major religions of the world would understand that um, the metaphors Mm. Um, it's not hard to understand. I think the storyline is super fascinating. Uh, I I would, I would heartily recommend it for people who like um,
0: cerebral shows. Yeah. But also looking at naked people.
2: And also naked people and also naked people. In, in various states of uh, – from the extremely sexy Hollywood actor body type to regular folk. Like, they're all in there. So,
1: yeah. Wasn't there a show, Naked Attraction, on Channel 4 or something? Oh where basically this person a- would be standing yes. in some kind of weird – pill-like vessel and this this screen would come up from their feet and you'd judge them based on their knees down and then it would go up to their bits down and you'd judge them yeah. and then it would go up to halfway up their chest and then the whole thing and you'd decide if you would package you wanted of the five naked boys you were looking at or I, girls.
0: That sounds I like hell on you, earth. Yep. yep my yep, God. It, it, it is hell on earth. Yeah. Probably
1: watched it 20 times each episode. I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I just find it no it's like car crash TV to me. It's just it's almost like watching The Office. It's just they,
0: terrific. They decide who to date based on yeah. their dong or doodle or whatever. Yes, whatever they uh, yeah, make. Yeah, yeah.
1: I haven't watched this. This sounds right up my street, but because it's on Sky and I don't have Sky, so I don't get to see any of the HBO programs. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out
2: how to watch this outside of the US and I the only thing I could find was like you got to use a VPN. So uh that that is a bummer. Um it is yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I tried watching it when it first started and for some reason I couldn't get into it. I don't know if like, thanks to the pandemic, I have more capacity to concentrate on a TV show now, but I, now on this second attempt of watching it, I've been oh, totally interested
0: it's, it is on Amazon Prime. You may have to pay, you may have to pay yeah. like 20 quid for the season or something, oh. but it is on Amazon Prime. Yeah,
2: okay. give it there a shot.
1: Go. Give it a shot. Okay, Thanks. I like it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Good pick of the
1: week? What's your problem?
0: Well, I just, you
1: know. Cold? Naked people. Oh, right. Stuff. Oh Yeah, we're back to the boobs. I forgot.
0: Exactly.
1: Well, and besides. crow,
0: what's your pick of the week?
1: What is your weather like if you guys look out a window at the moment? Is it nice, gorgeous, sunny day or?
2: Overcast. It
1: is gorgeous. Okay. So Maria, close your eyes. Graham, look out the window. It's a beautiful sunny day. Okay. <laughs> Birds are <laughs> tweeting. Bees are humming. And you're thinking it's time for a barbecue. And you are excited, but you're a little nervous because, you know, cooking, you know, your, you know, sausages and burgers on the barbecue, uh, you want to make darn sure that they're cooked correctly, right?
0: If I was a Westworld robot, I definitely would not want to cook on the barbecue in case I, yes, might might broil my sausage too much. (laughs) You know, I really get tired sometimes of... (laughs) It's Maria who bought all this smut.
1: <laughs> she did not. She did not. She just said nude people. That was that was you. They t- went running with it. Oh, sorry. That's very okay, Graham. I expect nothing less. Uh, okay, so so see, I've, I've lost my train of thought now. For your fucking <laughs> pathetic joke.
2: <laughs> and that's it for pick of the week.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well done, Graham. Um, So a lot of people, when they're excited about a barbecue, they're nervous about being the actual cook of the barbecue, right? Because you have to cook these like sausages and burgers and stuff and you want to make sure they're cooked correctly. You don't want like little burnt pucks. You don't want raw things and you don't want to give people bouts of tummy trouble. Correct. Yeah. Like, I actually know people that cook everything beforehand, like in an oven, and then bring it and just kind of grill it for five seconds what? on a barbecue and just go, <laughs> no. hey, Are I put serious? some barbecue sauce. Yes, because they're oh. so worried about having oh. like a flamed, you know, food. Oh, gosh, yeah. no. Well, I have a, I have a gadget. I've mm. had this gadget for five years, but it is like indispensable to me, and I'm going to share it with you. It's called a Thermo Pen.
2: I have that! <laughs> right? How great is it? How great Sorry. is it? It's amazing. Highly yeah. recommend as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah, totally. Okay. So
1: I
0: use all of... Hang on, for, for those of us who yeah. aren't you or Maria, what's a <laughs> So
1: it's like a needle that you stick into whatever you're cooking and you get a battery oh, yeah. operated non smart okay? No IOT to be seen, insta-reading of the internal temperature of whatever you're cooking in either Celsius or Fahrenheit. Ah. So you know if you've hit the old 160F, you're all right for your, you know, to take it off the Barbie or whatever. You can use it for anything. And it's great. I use it for baking all the time, right? Side bread should be 200. You just make sure.
0: Could it also be used as a
1: personal thermometer? If, I, you, if you wanted one, to you- stick that up your ass. Um, yeah, it's very it's, pointy. It's pointy, Grim. And you might puncture something.
2: It is pointy and a very long needle. Um, it's going to go too far. You're I, gonna go too far. I don't know what you're
1: into. I, I don't I don't even want to judge. But uh, it wouldn't there be are my better th- things than yeah. this. <laughs> I think we can both recommend not doing that. <laughs> and they are pre- but they are pretty rugged, Graham, so you could have a crack at it, okay? Because okay? <laughs> I drop mine all the time. Though yeah. I did, I would recommend Aunt Maria, you can I don't know what you did, but I bought a silicone sleeve for mine for a couple oh, quid.
2: I have not done that
0: washable
1: <laughs> the classic super fast thermo pen okay runs about $80 yes. or about 50 quid 60 quid maybe in the UK
0: Okay, yeah.
1: I have it in my kitchen drawer I use it probably daily more than once and I think it's an amazing thing links yep. in the show notes at thermoworks.com you can learn all the other stuff that's the online shop but Ooh. I am a big fan of the thermo pen it's way better than Tom Langford's you know, keep my tea hot gizmo
2: can I have can I make a supplemental recommendation? Yes okay, i I also love their stuff. they make this this thing called the smoke, which for people who uh are smoker sorry this is smokers like they barbecue smoke like American style barbecue sl- slow and slow barbecue okay. um it, it 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 allow it has these probes that hook up to this um relay station so basically, if you're doing u.s style barbecue real low and slow you can be smoking something for like 12 plus hours uh i i have this for when i smoke pork or 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 stuff like that and it really um it's awesome if you can get accurate temperatures and it tells me i don't have to like go outside and keep checking it all the damn time it's great so that all of that is
1: incredible because it is my 10 year anniversary wedding anniversary is coming up and um I am going to buy him that. Yes, you and should. And he doesn't awesome. listen to the show, so he will not know.
2: Don't tell him if you know him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I bought a cheaper, like knockoff version of it, and it it, mm-hmm. it lasted like maybe one or two smokes, and then it just crapped out. This thing I've had it, the work smoke for years, and it's awesome, awesome, awesome. Yep. There you go. A twofer from me yeah.
0: and
1: Maria. Yep.
2: Just like because we're such
1: a good team. <laughs> so my pick of the week is the Thermo Pen.
0: Brilliant. Well, on that culinary catch-up corner, we've just about <laughs> wrapped up the show for this week. Uh, Maria, I'm sure lots of our listeners would love to follow you online. What's the best way for folks to do that?
2: Honestly, listen to me on Sticky Pickles. <laughs> Stickypickles.com. <laughs> like and subscribe.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and you can follow us on twitter at smash insecurity no g twitter and last have a g and we're also up on reddit as well and don't forget if you want to never miss another episode follow smash insecurity in your favorite podcast app such as google podcasts spotify and apple podcasts
1: and a huge thank you to this episode sponsors duo security and one password and to our wonderful patreon community it's thanks to them all that the show is free for episode show notes, sponsorship information, guest list, and the entire back catalogue of more than two hundred and twenty-two episodes. Check out SebastianSecurity.com.
0: Until then. Cheerio. Bye bye.
1: Why are you talking so weird? I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's like David Caruso has just walked into the room.
2: My connection was bugging again, or something. Everybody's pausing, <laughs> no, giving their best William <laughs> <Yeah>. Shatner impressions.
0: <laughs> Bye.
1: <laughs> Do you know? I just read. I think. I think William Shatner is 19
0: Yes, he is. Yeah. Picture yourself
1: on a boat on a yep. river. <laughs> he could still crank those tunes out, though. See, he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. He went for the long play. Smart. <laughs> we should get him on the show.
0: Rocket, I want to get oh, William good Shatner on the luck.
2: show. Yeah. Okay. If that happens, I want to be the fourth supplemental
0: guest. <laughs> We've got Crichton from Redwood. I yeah, know you that did. A, That's so amazing. Is that such a big jump to get TJ Hooker on?
1: Exactly. Graham, with your, with your clout and personality and charm.
2: You are verified on Twitter, after all. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, you have that in I'll common with do. the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Monsieur chat to you. Oh,
1: <laughs> well. He's Canadian. This is true